Hello and welcome to the first podcast of a series during United Nations Climate Talks this month in Madrid, Spain. Today, C4 senior scientist and team leader Amy Duchel discusses some of the considerations of forest protection and how forests can play a role in efforts to combat climate change in the current negotiations at COP25. Duchel is one of 14 C4 ECRAF scientists attending COP25 to share their research on forests, peatlands, and other landscapes, and how these ecosystems can play a positive role in addressing climate change. How can forests contribute positively to the climate crisis? So COP25 in Madrid has opened with a sense of urgency. We're seeing and feeling the effects of climate change. And the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change has made it clear that we need to keep global warming below 1.5 degrees Celsius. And to do so, we need a massive transition to sustainable renewable energy, but also a transition to sustainable land management. Because at this point, emissions reductions alone won't cut it. We also need to remove carbon dioxide from the atmosphere. And forests and trees can help serve that function. These so-called nature-based solutions to climate change are gaining a lot of traction. Um, They include avoiding deforestation, restoring degraded lands, and improving the management of forests and wetlands. And they can potentially provide a third of the cost-effective mitigation needed by 2030. What have we learned about forests and forest protection in the past decade? Well, in addition to their benefits for climate stability and, of course, for biodiversity conservation, forests are also critical for rural development. One of my favorite C4 studies on poverty and the environment showed how natural forests and wildlands provided an average of 28% of total income for rural households. And this was in the form of food, fuel, wood, and fiber. And that figure was nearly as much as the contribution of agricultural crops for those same households. You know, this is remarkable, and it's not to mention the clean water and health benefits that that forests were also providing. And what have we learned about forest protection? Well, forest protection is not easy. 2019 has been an extremely depressing year, especially if we focus on what has been happening in the Brazilian Amazon. You know, deforestation and forest degradation are deeply rooted in powerful business-as-usual interests. And command and control measures can only go so far. And really, the incentives for forest protection are not yet totally there. What are the bright spots for forests? Well, forests are high up on the international climate agenda. Red Plus, the mechanism for reducing emissions from deforestation and forest degradation, is enshrined in Article 5 of the Paris Agreement, and more than 50 countries explicitly include Red Plus in their nationally determined contributions for mitigating climate change. There's also leadership at the subnational level, and the members of the Governor's Climate and Forest Task Force, which together hold one-third of the world's remaining tropical forests, have made important progress towards reducing deforestation and degradation. There are also commitments for deforestation-free agricultural supply chains, forest and landscape restoration, and really importantly, renewed attention to strengthening the rights and livelihoods of indigenous people and local communities. You know, we now know more about the problem of deforestation and forest degradation than ever before, along with elements of the solution. So it's really time to mobilize that knowledge through action. What are C4 ECRAF doing at COP25? Well, 
Nature-based solutions to addressing the climate crisis will certainly be a focus of COP25. And this is the first COP where scientists from C4 and ECRAF, the World Agroforestry Center, who are working on climate change mitigation and adaptation, will come together in the context of our merger. So we have 14 scientists in our joint delegation who will be presenting evidence highlighting how forest conservation, agroforestry, sustainable peatland management, and control of wildfires can help support both climate and development goals. And our official site event on the 9th of December is focused on gender and climate finance. So the importance of social justice and gender equitable approaches to climate action will really be at the forefront. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next installment.